It is episode 11, and we are reviewing Money in the Bank and talking about where the storylines may go. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Dan. I am Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Thank you for clicking the download button. Thank you for clicking the subscribe button. We really do appreciate all of our listeners out there. Um, these past two episodes had a lot of, I think we've gotten a lot of new listeners, which is really exciting. We also, I don't know if you guys know this, we're an international podcast now. Downloaded in Australia. Australia. We Good eye, mate. <laughs> Whoever our listener is in Australia, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You don't have to. You're taking your time out to listen to us talk about wrestling on this stupid little podcast, and we appreciate it. We and appreciate if you're all. Not even listeners. in Australia, and your phone just messed up and said it was. Then we thank you for listening anyway. Because yeah. it still makes us look like an international podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Money in the bank this past week. Uh, just another B Sunday Night Raw, if you ask me. And we're going to get into the matches a little bit here. A lot of here. changes. A lot of, you know, I, I was listening to us from last week, and... Um, I think we only got, like, one or two matches right. If that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, right off the bat, the pre-show, Bar Wade Barrett got pinned... By our truth By our truth Again. And that yeah. was just... <laughs> that blew my mind. That, 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 that alone blew my mind. That 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 kind of set the tone for the whole pay per view, really. So uh, I thought it was a good match, but I mean, I don't understand. I don't, I do not understand what the WWE has against Wade Barrett. Well, I don't. Well, I mean, not even Wade Barrett, but like the giving him pushing him as the king of the ring, and then all of a sudden, you know, loss after loss after loss, you know, and. I don't know if they want the I don't know if they want the king of the ring to have the status of uh like another, you know, mid-card title maybe, you know, or you know, kind of like a United States championship or whatever, but I mean, they're not they're not putting it on the line where people can take it away from him or anything, you know. Right. But and, it but it is entertaining to see our truth. <laughs> yeah, it came, you know? did he was this no, it was Monday night he came out holding the um um was plunger it the, or was that was that it? Was it was that, uh, he came out in the robes that. and stuff like that, didn't he, or something? He came out something like that, I think. Uh, yeah, on, on Raw he came out. He had like a toilet plunger, like a, sh a sheet around his yeah, and a shoulders, paper, and a, a paper plunger. Burger, King, Burger King crown yeah. or something. It looked like yeah, that th I yeah. thought that was. But it's just funny that these guys that shouldn't be getting a good push. Wade Barrett's one of the, I think a great mic worker in the WWE. Yeah, one of their better ones. Yeah, I like his ring work. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a tough British dude. Oh yeah, and it seems like every time if you go if you look back too, I mean he's gotten like super lean. I mean super <laughs> lean. Oh yeah, compared to what he when he was in like Nexus and stuff. I mean he was he was pretty bulked up when he was in Nexus and everything. But I mean like now he's lean. Now he's cut, cut. and yeah. like you know almost like a cross uh, cross. Uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> a CrossFit guy, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not bulked up. I mean, you know, he's he's cut and he's you know all leaned out and everything. So, but yeah, I I don't I don't get it. I don't really get the point of having a King of the Ring if you're not going to push the King of the Ring. You know, right? I mean, when Bret Hart won King of the Ring, he got a monstrous push right after that. Yeah. yeah of course, that also was awesome because Jerry Lawler whooped his ass yeah, yeah. for about five <laughs> minutes after he won that one. Yeah, day. yeah. But uh, Sheamus surprised. To me, that was a surprise in the night that, with Sheamus. Yeah. And your boy Bray Wyatt made his return. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad he came in to do, you know, it's interesting how they set up that, we're going to set up that program. Which yeah. The promo Bray Wyatt cut on Monday on Raymond Reigns was extremely creepy. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it ended with um, a screenshot. He had a little piece of paper with a screenshot of mm -hmm. Roman Reigns and his daughter. 
and he starts singing "I'm a Little Teapot" from the commercial they from, showed, yeah, just the, you know, thirty minutes earlier. Jeez, that guy is <laughs> insanely good. Yeah, at cutting out, cutting these creepy promos. But and he was wearing that uh, that butcher's apron or whatever you want to call it when he showed up on uh, and was tipping the ladder over at Money in the Bank. Man, that was creepy enough. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see where that program goes. Um, Seamus winning though, I, that he was the last guy that threw me for a I, loop. I, it really did. I, I did say you that call, he was the sleeper pick. He, I, told, I was like, was, you know, yeah. they're, they're building Roman Reigns. He's the he's the easy pick to win. But if he doesn't, Seamus takes it. And, and you know, they put the match on first, which gives you that thought of Roman Reigns is going to win and cash in later. Exactly. And, and Sure as hell, they got they got they tricked the hell out of me because yeah. as soon as that match went on first, I'm like, all right, here we go, Roman, this is your time. Yeah. And, uh, I got excited when New Day came out because I I was like, oh, <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, we, yeah. Talked we talked about, about it. it. it was yeah. like, that, and, would, that would be the shock of the century if if Kofi would have won. Yep. Uh, that spot where Kofi took the power bomb oh my onto God. that ladder. Oh yeah, that was intense. God, that looked painful. That was intense. And, and then he got power bombed onto. Didn't uh, somebody else got Neville, power bombed like, on top of him? Neville, Neville got yeah. power bombed onto him yeah. on top of the ladder, and Kofi was probably hating life. Yeah. Oh yeah, after that match, I'm <laughs> he, sure he, he was not positive about life anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but other, overall, it's a good match. The first three matches on the card were dusty finishes. I hated the end of the Bellas match. I, I didn't like the end of the Money in the Bank. I mean, it, I thought oh, yeah, having yeah, yeah, Neville yeah, climb up the yeah. mat, have uh, Neville climb up the ladder, they not even really fight. No, he, he just, just kind of pulled him down by his hair. Yeah. He, he, he pulled a Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled a Jerry Springer fight and just pulled him by his hair onto the match, and that was very uh, anticlimactic to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better if Neville had never even got up. If Sheamus just went up there and took it, it would have been fine. Or, like, throw a punch or something. Right. Don't just grab the dude by his hair because... Do one of the things That's where you, you know, fighting. That's not you hit him in the head with the briefcase, you know, and swing angle, it to him or something. The but. angle that he was at, he could have kicked him easily. Oh yeah. Know? So I mean, it. I'm with you on that. That was a very anticlimactic finish for a match that had so many brutal oh, moves yeah. in it. Yeah. It, it, that match was something else. Yeah. Let's go on to. I already said it. I hated the end. Of the Bella's match. It didn't make sense. The twin magic and then Brie unstuffs her bra. I mean. (laughs) The thing that got me on that one, uh, and I mentioned it on my Facebook, I was like, the announcers were acting like, what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's tissue paper. It's tissue paper. She stuffs her bra so she can have big boobs and look like Nikki. It's, you know, it's pretty... (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty obvious what's going on here, guys. Get with the program. But leading you know? up to that, I mean, it was a great match. They actually oh, yeah. gave them like Eight, over ten minutes. It was eighteen minutes. Yeah, it was the time where I saw the match. Divas got eighteen the minutes. Crowd, the crowd did not sound into that match at all. Well, they. I think they had a feeling that Twin Eight, Magic was yeah, happening again. Yeah, yeah. Get screwed. And I think part of this angle, at least, I'm hoping there's going to be a call up involved. I, I saw that. Uh, I saw that on a page uh, too, uh, on uh, one of the uh, wrestling pages I follow. I, I saw that uh, they're trying to work this into an angle to bring Charlotte up. I'd be and all right. With she's that. been ready for a while now. Yeah, I agree. So. I, I think it, I think someone more her style or more her thing would be um, Becky Lynch. I think those two would oh, have yeah. a, do a fantastic run together, mm-hmm. just because they're so much alike. And I did hear that Bailey was seen this week at NXT with with her arm in a cast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. She's been working with a for, through a broken arm, which shows her toughness. Yeah. And but you know they're trying. I think they're trying to get on the right path with the Divas division, but two title matches and two of the same finishes to screw page over it's starting to get a little it's stale mm-hmm. the, twin the, magic is stale i mean i i assume page was gonna lose but i don't like the way it happened i mean fine well, i don't i don't mind the the twin magic i don't mind that part but the fact that she rolled her up pinned her and then nikki comes in and then pins her i mean it should have been it just seems like you know, it should have been disqualification after the first pin. It was just kind, of, yeah. It was just kind of a pull, pull it out of your ass kind of thing. Um, yeah. It wasn't. 
it wasn't well videoed either. Because well, usually you can see, like, in the per- in at least the peripheral vision of the camera, the ref is like, okay, no, restart the match. Right. You didn't get to see that. All it was was, okay, sh- you know, she pinned Bree, and then all of a sudden you know, they're just kind of arguing back and forth, and then all of a sudden, boom, Nikki hits her with the right. rack attack and, and pins her, and that was it. You know, there wasn't no referee, no no showing of the referee telling her to restart the that's, match. That's that's a problem like I had that. with it. That's some one of the so. small things. Like the match was never restarted. I mean, yeah. officially, and you have to do stuff like that because, I mean, you're you're the storyteller. You know, you're telling a story here of you know, and you got to get that part of it over. You know, and it's just like you know, you didn't show the part of that, that part of the story. You just kind of skipped a chapter there. Yeah, and. You know, it's a I mean, screw, I, it's a screw up. I liked what, what you know. Even JBL commented on it during you know commentary. He's like, "There's there, there's no way that match could have continued." Something, right. yeah. you know. And I mean, I think that was genuine. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was genuine. Yeah, that that wasn't character. That was yeah. him. Just yo, what <laughs> really just happened? Kind of like what the hell's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we moved on to the Intercontinental title match between Bray Wyatt and no. Big Show. Big Show and Ryback. Big, Big Show and Ryback. Ryback. I'm yeah. sorry. And, uh, Got another... Bray Wyatt on the brain, man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but another dusty finish. Another screw finish. The first three matches of this card were dusty finishes, which maybe that's they're pl- paying tribute. That's when the way yeah, they pay maybe. tribute to Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. But I like, I, I, I like The Miz. Mm-hmm. I like The Miz on the mic. And I don't fall true for that. And uh, I, he makes a really good <laughs> heel. He 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 brings that heel. He's an annoying, another annoying heel. Yeah. And he's in your face, and the whole acting thing worked well with his heel character. And I'm glad he's finally getting involved somewhat. But yeah, yeah. You know, I <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that match. I mean, Big Show and Ryback are what they are. You know, Big Show's not as agile as he used to be. He's getting a little slower and. You know, I don't. <laughs> I think, and Miz had to come and in I, with a microphone and start hitting people with. They it. pulled. Right. They pulled off one serious vertical suplex. Yeah. Uh, Big Show got vertical suplex, and I mean like bona fide oh, yeah. vertical suplex. There was no snap suplex there. That was a bona fide vertical suplex that Big Show went straight up in the air for. And I mean that was that was something else, but to behold. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, it's hard. I, I didn't think it needed that that kind of finish. I mean, they could have had Ryback win and then then Miz get involved and set up for well, obviously the next pay per view. Yeah, but um, I didn't. One know. one thing I did like that came from it was Ryback was doing commentary on Raw the next night, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Miz got thrown into him, and his comment was, "I got Miz all over me." <laughs> <laughs> You know, Ryback sometimes can... can it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Ryback sometimes on the mic will surprise you. I didn't like it when he was cutting heel promos and, you know, calling out basically internet marks or he, smarts. He wasn't good as a heel. No, no. Nah. He needs to go out there, get some chants going, have a bruising, strong style match. Yeah, and the crowd's behind him. Yeah. The crowd is behind him. You know, it, I, there's not, I, I don't hear any booing. I don't hear any Goldberg no anymore. More Goldberg you know, chance. and it's great. You know, I think, I think his character's finally come around. And he, he interacts with the crowd when you see him live. Oh, I yeah. Know, at, at Fast Lane, whenever he wasn't in the match, he was on the apron, you know, just yelling with the crowd, mm-hmm. intera- interacting with him. It was just great to see. Like, he was really enjoying himself and he loves this role. Yeah. And kids need that kind of character throughout their show. You know, I, I hate to say this, but you know, it's why John Cena's as big as he is because, yeah, ki- ki- he kids buys merchandise, right? And people will buy kids will buy Ryback shirts as the more he, I will buy a Ryback shirt. No, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy you a Ryback shirt. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he won't even let you do that. Know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I think we had kind of a, was it a throwaway match? What was that? what was after the Intercontinental match? Yeah, I think it went straight to the the Cena, Cena and Owens, Cena which and Owens. stole the damn show yeah. again. Yeah, that uh, that that was uh, that was impressive. That really was. It, uh, even you know, top to bottom, start to finish, that that earned both of them a lot of respect. Oh, that yeah. match. So yeah, are that, you finally are you sold on Kevin Owens yet? 
I am not sold on his character. Um, well, now, I will say this. Uh, after the match was over and he started laughing psychotically and all that, I like to see that because that is... That's bringing a character out, okay? Well, the nonchalant heel character is what he's is what he's been putting over so far, you know? And he's been just, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just here to fight, you know? Well, and, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to act like John Cena. And, and I'm going to be a big jerk in interviews right. and everything and shove, shove all the guys around and da-da-da-da, you know? And he's playing this big nonchalant heel role and everything. And that doesn't get you over. Having a character... That's not a character. Nonchalant heel is not a character anymore. That's just the way I feel. These but. promos that he cuts, to me, it's him being him. Mm -hmm. It's not him trying to force anything on anyone. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes when you're just being you, that's the best character you can get. That's true. Dusty that's true. Rhodes, you know, when he was just cutting promos and going crazy, he was like that all the time. He never. It wasn't something he turned on and turned off. You can. Uh, Jim Ross was talking about on his podcast that I listened to today. You know whether you're out, whether he was in the ring cutting a promo, or he was out at Joe's Barbecue Shack eating a barbecue sandwich and drinking beer. He was the same person. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that a lot of times that comes out to be a best better character. I've always believed Randy Orton is like that too. I don't think that's a character for him. No. I think he's just a genuine dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I huge about fan to say of that. Him, I'm about to say. <laughs> well, like, look back at Stone Cold Steve Austin. When they finally let Stone Cold just be Stone Cold, he was money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he wasn't the ringmaster or... Stunning Steve Austin. Stunning Steve, I think, was still kind of him. But when he became Stone Cold and he just told you what was on his mind, The Rock. When they finally yeah. let The Rock... It's like, all right, go... Go be you. Yeah, yeah. Turned into a lot of money. And I think it's just Kevin Owens being Kevin Owens. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold and all them, they, they just happened to be in the right place at the right time, though, when you know they were trying to win the Monday Night Wars and get ratings up and everything. And then Vince just came to the back and said, okay, turn it up. You guys can do whatever you want to do. And they did. You know. Well, with Stone Cold, it started in ECW. Yeah, when they handed did. him a it mic, did. when Paul he, Heyman gave it to him, when, yeah. He, yeah. when he said, "Go, what do you want me but to he say?" Had a, he had What's a, ever on your mind. He had like a year of lousing around being the ringmaster and right, you know, right. whatever here, and you know, palling up with uh, Million Dollar Man and for a while, and you know, just trying to do the ringmaster thing, and then finally, you know, turn it into Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had to convince him to let him do that. Right, you know? right, so, right. Well, and. and that fateful Wolf night. Wolfgang McFrost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ice Dagger McQueen or Ice Dagger McQueen. Uh, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. But, you know, that night when he cut that promo at the end of King of the Ring, man, that just, next night. Yep. It's just like Daniel Bryan saying yes. Overnight, people just started saying, hey, yeah. chanting yes is a lot of fun. And I really would like for a renaissance period of professional wrestling to hit like that again. You know, I would really love for somebody to step up and give WWE a run for their money. Yeah, I agree. And you know, um, it, it, Wrestling needs that right now. It really does. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. them getting that TV deal and... You know, with the sh type of shows they put on, mm -hmm. if it's done right, maybe one day they can be a competitor. Because yeah. it's an all wrestling show. It's all it, it's wrestling. It's not sports entertainment. It is wrestling with and the see, Ring of they Honor. They learn from watching TNA what not to do. Well, TNA is just a do cheap WWE knockoff. Yeah. They are seriously copying everything that WWE does, and you yeah. can't do that. Whether they killed Mickey James off or something like that. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't who knows? know. I, and they're saying she may be done with the company now. Yeah. Like that yeah. was that was actually writing her out yeah. of it. Yeah, James so Storm wait, like, I uh, threw her in front of a tree. Come on. It's gonna be interesting also to see what happens with this global force wrestling show. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett's been around the business for a while. He knows what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And you know, part of the problem TNA has is they got rid of him, and Dixie Carter started, yeah, getting the book, and that's when a lot of the problems with that company started happening. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, getting rid of Jeff Jarrett was the worst thing TNA ever did. You know, 
or buying him out or whatever they did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but uh, we were on the card. I'm sorry, we got sidetracked there. <laughs> we went to other we went promotions. To, but, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> John Cena and Kevin Owens have an amazing chemistry. Yeah. The those two guys. The blow-off match they're going to have, I guess, I guess it's probably going to be at SummerSlam. I don't it's see going to be for the U.S. title, isn't it? No, the next, they've the already announced the Battlegrounds. Battleground. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the and that's, a, that's only five weeks away. Five weeks away. Yeah. We finally get <laughs> – uh, let these guys rest a little bit, and maybe we'll actually get some, like, super quality matches. Yeah. <laughs> they've been putting on some awesome matches lately, but maybe you could get some really good but, matches but out they're of them. They're going to do that because of the buildup now that Brock's back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They got Brock. They got their money man back. They want to make sure. Build it up. That they can get several extra weeks out of Paul Heyman yeah. on the mic. Yeah. Which that is never a bad thing because mm. you can never have too much Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded NXT last night. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe supposedly had yeah. a pretty gnarly match I watched from it. what I heard. Ooh, I watched it. Was it good? It was all right. I, I think they kind of wasted it. They could have saved that for you know one of their bigger shows as opposed right. to just putting it on. Just yeah. Well, they, what they're going to save for the, one of their bigger shows is Kevin Owens probably dropping the NXT title to him. Yeah, he's probably going to drop title at the 4th of July thing Yeah, when he fights uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. That's going to be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that brings us to, is that the main event all we have left? Uh, um, tag. The tag title. Oh, tag titles. holy shit. Yeah. Truly shocked the me. primetime Freaking players. Now, I like the story, though, because Kofi was injured from the Money in the Bank match. He didn't come out, so they didn't have their third guy. So that took their, you know, that took their advantage away. Right. And so that played into the storyline of the night, really. Well, let's just hope they keep the momentum rolling. Uh, you know, I, I certainly hope they do. I certainly, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of New Day, even though they are heels, you know, and I well, think we, there's I think there's more to be done with that. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah, hopefully. And I really liked when uh Xavier was like at the front of the match or something. I think people were everybody was chanting New Day sucks and he was just he started going off like he was being all negative and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that and Biggie stopped they, him and was like calming him down. down. <laughs> they they got something special with that stuff. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. That was great. You know, kudos to the primetime players. Yes. You know, they've been in First WWE time for a long tag time. Tag team champions. And how yeah. long have they been in WWE? Four, Holy no, crap. Yeah. For a good long time. First time tag and, champs. Uh, Titus O'Neil, I think he's improved a lot since he's first come into Dude the Dude is a beast. And he's hilarious. I mean, yeah, mm. but he is a beast. He when I was uh when I was the penguin, the rosebud, um I I stood up ringside and was doing the whole Adam Rose gimmick, you know, and was watching Titus O'Neil and um Titus O'Neil and Heath Slater versus the Bunny and uh, Adam Rose. <laughs> oh, back when they were doing the Bunny, <laughs> the bunny angle, right? Yeah. Well, I this is no joke. Titus O'Neil grabbed Adam Rose by the leg and slung him from one corner of the ring to the opposite corner. <laughs> One with one leg. <laughs> that was no joke. That was all physicality there, and I'm pretty sure he did not have to help him one bit for that to happen. Because that boy, well, how much can you help him when you just huge. give him a leg? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that it was huge. He's just massive. He's he's just well, you know they they've got they've got a future money maker in Titus, and he he's up there in years, but. He's just a massive beast of a dude, and hey, you know they could do anything they wanted to with by Titus O'Neil. Trivia question: Where did um, Titus O'Neil play college football at? I, somebody told me that night, and I completely forgot it. Florida Gators. Florida he was Gators. Gator. He was a Gator. Yeah. I hate the Florida Gators, but I just think that's cool. Interesting yeah. trivia. <laughs> just um, happy you know something. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, <laughs> I also know where Lana went to college. And that was Florida State. Florida State. Go yeah. Knowles. Yeah. I'm not into college though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> hey, you know, you're over there waving your hands, yeah, acting like I we're know, supposed sorry. to be all impressed sorry. and everything <laughs> with your knowledge, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't follow to college nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, which I thought that was a great match. I'm a fan of those guys. A lot of people are kind of crapping on the match because it started so slow, but it's all like built. Match starts slow. It builds. You know, right. that's the way that's a main event's supposed to happen. You start out small, you build to something bigger, and then you just escalate it from there, and then right. you just keep going. You My know, thought. and th- this uh, this psychology thing, 
that they have and you know it's it's a it's a constant formula and i love it because it tells me that they're paying attention to what they're doing yeah they at get least it. somebody is paying attention to what they're doing you start small you work your way up you escalate it to where you know you've got the tables then you've got the ladders then you're bringing out the chairs and you're piling it on top of one another and you're doing this and that and the other to the one well, another and trying to take the guy's leg out and you're yeah. trying to do this and that you know and it's you know, it 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 shows that somebody's paying attention. What like what do these people want? Do they want the ladders in the ring and them to go ahead and just start doing crazy ass swantons and RKOs off the top rope at the start of the match? Yeah, come on, build up. That's what they want. I mean, they they're they're there's so many companies out there that have nothing but spot fest for matches. Yeah, right, and right. And TNA's real guilty about that. You know, um, if there were if there wasn't anybody in TNA to actually like hold people down and tell them how to actually have a match, it would be just nothing but spot fest the whole time. You know, and well, they they could, are they're they're just you know they're trying to outdo you know and have these crazy ass matches well, and no, crazy ass moves and, and stuff like they're that. They're trying to get the this is awesome chant exactly. And you know what? Don't try to get it because if you have a great match, you're going to get that anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. earn it. Don't. Yeah, you know, don't, don't force for it. it. Yeah. I've got to start trying to trying to catch Lucha Underground. I, I hear, really do. I, yeah, I hear that has been the first season. I think is wrapping up, and it's been some crazy good wrestling. I think uh, Morrison is wrestles for is Lucha with, Underground. He's Johnny now? Mundo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alberto Del Rio. You That's know, my we wife's all, favorite uh, wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny yeah, we Mundo. All know. Oh, I thought you were talking about Alberto Del no, Rio. Like, no, wait, no. Alberto Del Rio has fans. Alberto, <laughs> no, yeah, really, seriously. Uh, no, my my wife's favorite wrestler was John Morrison when he was in WWE. So it was funny because like every time she she'd run into the room to catch that slow mo entrance he always oh, yeah. did. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh man. So, but yeah, uh, no the 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 main event. I mean that that was an awesome main event. It really was. And, and JBL said it at the end of the match. At the end of the night, JBL said it at the end of the match. You know, he goes, "Ambrose isn't even human," and I agreed with him totally on that because oh, yeah. Ambrose was crawling out from underneath the pile of chairs and doing all kinds of and stuff. And you know and what he was doing the t- at that time? Selling. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, when he came out on Raw the next night, he sold that leg like a mug. When he, <laughs> both him and Rollins, when they came out and Raw, you can notice a slight little oh, yeah. limp yeah. in Rollins. I don't know if maybe if he really did hurt something, but if he I'm did, sure he was he's, sore. He, oh, well, I'm sure he's sore, but the sell. Yeah. It shows like, oh my God, these guys were, um, these guys were beating the hell out of each other, mm-hmm. and it was a dangerous match. I saw something funny. It was a picture. It's like uh, Sami Zayn gets slammed into the ring by Kevin Owens out on the stretcher. Yeah. Someone else gets slammed on the ring out on the stretcher. John Cena gets slammed in the ring, helps to the back. Yeah, <laughs> help to the back. Yeah, <laughs> help to the back. Just he gets to, he gets to walk to the back. Because <laughs> it, selling, selling, yeah. selling, selling, selling. He did selling. took a he did take a weird bump on that too. I mean, he took kind of a, like a forty five degree angle to the apron there. You know, oh, yeah. it wasn't exactly flat. Well, no, 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 no. That's more of a yeah. dangerous angle to take it to. And he got up selling his leg of all things too. So hey, I don't know. You what know the what? Hell. They were selling. Let's yeah. just let's be happy. We finally saw. Yeah, I'd be oh. selling my kidneys though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he hit it. If you look, look at it, like, it's oh, I'm peeing blades. blood. See, I'm peeing blood. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't like the end of the match. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that either. Is with them both having their hands around the title. <laughs> I would have liked it if it would have actually ended that way and yeah. you know, set up for one more match between yeah. them. But I don't like the fact that they both landed and then after all of that, Ambrose just couldn't hold on. Like it just couldn't hold on to the title and rolled over. It was one like way. it was like the the old baseball catcher rolled. Right. And, yeah. I mean, I think it would have been great if you know same ending only he holds on and you know they're still fighting over it, tugging back and forth, and then you know wh- who's the champion? Who's the champion? Fade I think an even better out. finish would have been they both come down with the title. Referee's like, nope, we got to restart the match and puts the title back up there. <laughs> that would have been an even better one. They hadn't done that one uh, yet. No, they've never no, done that. No. So, um, but it was perfect. It was perfectly timed and everything. They both hit the they both hit the mat at the same time. Right. And, right. Know, I did. Yeah, I didn't get the whole. You know, Rollins wins because he held onto the title, and you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it always. It, I mean, I, I don't think it should have ended that way. I mean. I think just by the rules of the match that you know the fans are supposed to understand is whoever 
pulls it down. And right. they both pulled it down, so they should Yeah. You know, something more should happen. It shouldn't have been they pulled it down and then he took it from him. Right. Did, did y'all hear about or see the previ- uh, the promo Dean Ambrose cut after the match? I yeah, I did. Yeah. Very yeah. very good promo. Very uh kind of I think it was a tribute to Dusty in yeah. a way yeah. about the handyman promo which or not the handyman, the everyday man. Yeah. And hard, that, time right. hard times, hard, hard times. times promo. That promo, man, that's that's a hell of that that was a hell of a promo. And like let's talk about the uh what they did to honor Dusty Rhodes. I've seen I'm not gonna trash it, but I've seen it enough. I cannot handle that Dusty Rhodes tribute anymore. The yeah, the, the music video. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. cannot handle that anymore. Nope. I'm sick of looking at it and getting tears in my eyes. Yeah. You've made your point. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Yeah. Thank yeah, you for the tribute. Yeah, they've shown it on everything uh, this I mean, week. You know, they're taking Did you did you watch you guys watch the uh hour tribute show? No, I haven't yes. the one that came uh, on watched, after Raw. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was that, a good tribute show. It really was. Did you and the eulogies the eulogy the yes. kids, kids yes. were extremely good. Yeah. I'm just please WWE, you've gotten to me at my heart enough with that <laughs> Dustin yeah. Rose promo. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the part that gets me is at the end when he's saying "Happy trails to you" and until I see you again and everything, uh, yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, God, I could have done without that. Thanks. Well, that, <laughs> to me, it's to me it gets it's when you know I think um, growing up, Dustin and Dusty, I don't, you know, I think their relationship was a little strained, and it probably was because you know Dusty was probably on the road, yeah, right, six days a week, and you're not seeing your father much, but seeing him, Cody, and Dusty Embrace mm-hmm. at the Hall of Fame. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. moment that gets to me. Damn it. Stop yep. it. I'm going to cry right now. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, a uh, listener wants to call in and give us his Money in the Bank preview or review. Review. Um, we also have a question on Twitter we want to answer, so stick around. We will be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. Before you give me your podcast, if you are a fan of CM Punk, I am tired of you tweeting at me. <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> it's done. What's your, what's your Twitter, see, Dan? You see, not everybody checks Twitter every day. You know, <laughs> there's there's repercussions to arguing with CM Punk online well, and that's p- the guy that checks his twitter like once a week no i'm, no, I'm, t- I'm, I'm done seeing punk hasn't said another word to me it's his fans and that- he probably won't no uh, <laughs> yeah he didn't block me which surprised me yeah dan, that does surprise me dan give me your twitter at one dangerous dan at wolf mike 23 also be sure you head over to oversellpodcast.com check us out there you've got an rss feed for all of our um, podcast episodes we got the main player some information about us all sorts of cool stuff going on at oversellpodcast.com. Let's go out to Twitter real quick. We had a Twitter question. Uh, Mike, do me a favor. Read off that question. Oh, Where did it go? All right, there it is. <clears throat> All right, this is from... At Jason Kennedy without the vowels. Yeah, because apparently I can't read when I'm on the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> All right, but can you come up with a completely new competition... Competition format that you think would become really popular. So basically, he's asking for matches. I actually like had to DM him to yeah. figure out what he's talking about because he used too many big words for us wrestling fans. Yeah, but uh, Dan, you got any? Oh, you okay? You're going to hit me right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got presented this question a few weeks ago, uh, and in a conversation on Facebook, and I came up with this just pulling it out of my head because I've been in the ring. I know it gets boring match after match doing the same stuff over and over again. So I've always thought about different things in my head that I could do to like, you know, make something interesting. And I've always presented different things to bookers and everything. And, you know, they always went like, well, you're nuts or whatever, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, this was the I thought this was a pretty good concept and it actually got a good reaction in the conversation I had on Facebook. Um, It was Almost like a, a four corners roulette match, basically was okay. was what I called it. Um, I mean, you know, I've also called it the Milton Bradley version of raw roulette. But <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the idea is it's a four corners match. So, you know, 
person touches the corner, you know, they wrestle around a little bit. The person ends up touching the corner or whatever. The wheel spins. It lands on the type of a match like a street fighter, you know, ladder match or, you know, tables match or whatever. You have that match, and whoever wins that match wins that corner. That corner lights up in your favor. Okay. Now, potentially, you have a tie, you know, here. You've got four corners, obviously. You uh, you can have a tie or whatever, and, you know, you can go to a tiebreaker round, too, and still have the same thing where, you know, in the fifth round, whatever. Now, obviously, this is, you know, this would take up some time. This would take, like, 30 or 45 minutes to do the right. whole match or whatever, and it's doing the concept and everything. <clears throat> but it's different. Yeah. You know? You know, and something we're... For, something for the show, you know? It, and it's hard to think of new ideas because everything's really already been done yeah well now i'm thinking of ways to like expand on that because i'm thinking maybe when they hit the corner you know they have a like they have each person has their own wheel of like matches that they chose yeah because if i don't know i think that would add to it they there get over go, there yeah. they get to spin their wheel yeah and it gives them reason to fight for it as opposed to go. just okay we're both gonna walk over here hit the corner see what happens walk mm-hmm. to the next one there you go I mean, every idea that comes into my head, I've already seen. Like for some reason, I was like, "Hey, an electric chair match." Oh wait, yeah, already that's already that. been done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. And that was horrible. Oh, yeah. that was, <laughs> wasn't it? Abdul, it was Abdul the Butcher. Oh yeah, Cactus Jack versus think, the Steiners. Was it Terry Funk was in there too? I don't he know. may have been in there. I, I, I watched it a couple months ago. Uh, you know, Terry Funk was, somehow and, teleported into the cage or something. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and that was such a. Bad, bad, bad. Oh, that's right. And I, I remember now uh, Steiner belly-to-bellied him into the into the chair. Right. Okay, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Cactus Jack was going up because he thought a Steiner was in there. Yeah. And flipped it, and he flipped the switch on Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but prior to that, I remember uh, Foley actually had to go over and, like, put the switch back up. Like, somebody ran into the cage or something, the switch fell down, and, like, nothing happened. And he yeah. was like, uh, <laughs> put it back up. Uh, he knew that, you know, WCW it was gave us so much <laughs> interesting match. There was a match. It was like a cemetery brawl with the demon versus somebody, the Kiss Demon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dale Torberg. I'd like to see somehow incorporate more like a a gauntlet type match. Not not tournament style necessarily, but I mean almost like, you know, you're in almost kind of like they did in WCW without it having to be levels. But, you know, you fight in one cage. Once you, you know, beat that level per se, you go to the next one, fight somebody else. And mm-hmm. Want to see something more like that. Yeah. I, uh, an idea I had would be what they pick certain superstars and they go into a draft where they get to draft tag team partners, maybe get like 10 WWE superstars. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Lethal Lottery, except they have uh, the person has a choice of who they get to be as their tag team partner right. mm-hmm. and then do a tournament based off that. Now you got to admit, Lethal Lottery... Lethal Lottery People was fun. knocked Lethal Lottery I didn't, I didn't, a lot. I had no problem with it. I, but I, really I had no it. problem with it, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you could come up with any combination of people. Yeah, I remember, like, one Lethal Lottery, the tag team was Scott Steiner, when he still had the mullet, mm-hmm. and Skip the Firefighter or yeah. something. <laughs> I <laughs> remember there was, that. There's another one. I think Cactus Jack and Abdul the Butcher wanted to be on the same tag team, mm-hmm. and... Abdul the Butcher got a different guy, and Cactus Jack just beat the shit out of him to where the guy <laughs> had to crawl to the ring, and I think he ended up taking the pin, too. Uh, you know, if we're going to... I'll get done with it. Blindfolded potato sack match. Okay. They'll just bounce around, and eventually someone will knock into somebody. It'd be completely stupid. I know I was once in a blindfold tag team match. I think you were in one? I was in one. Oh my god! I can it was a tornado tornado style tag team blindfold match, and yes, it was just as stupid it, and crazy as it sounded. <laughs> it sounds as bad as it. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, we worked it like we should, but you know, holy crap! You know, I, I, a Memphis street fight. How about that? Where we just oh wait, that's happened too. Oh yeah, yeah. They <laughs> used <laughs> instruments. Beale Street yeah, Brawl. Yeah. The, it was Christian and somebody, and it was a dumb choice from the... Christian and Seamus, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah it was they, <laughs> they just beat the hell out of each other with the guitars and... Elvis memorabilia yeah, or something. I, yeah, I don't know. Viagra on a pole match? <sighs> Do you remember I the, remember that one. <laughs> Do you guys remember there's a match in WCW, and it was like there were four boxes? Yes. And the... 
I think the U.S. heavy, the U.S. title or something was in one of the boxes. Yes, but they also had weapons in the other one. Yes, and the thing I liked the most about it was um, I, Mike Sanders. I want to say Mike Sanders, which I miss Mike Sanders, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, were in the match, and they broke up in one of the boxes. And there was a picture. Uh, I want to say it was a picture of Kevin Nash or Scott Hall, one of the two. And he was just they just looked at the camera like it just shrugged their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the WCW near the end there just kind of got yeah. It get weird. It got really weird. That, yeah. that reminds me of one interesting thing that uh, that TNA does. The the feast are fired. Do y'all know about that? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I don't explain. Okay. Basically, there's. A match with so many people in it, and I don't remember how many, and then there's four briefcases, like, up on poles, and basically everybody's just fighting to get one of the briefcases. One of them has, like, a heavyweight title shot. I think one is, like, an X-Division title shot, maybe a tag title shot, and then the last one, you're fired. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you're just fighting for them. You have no idea what's in each one, and then... Later on in the episode or whatever, every, you everybody opens up there, their briefcase. You open them up one at a time and see who gets what. I think Eric Young got fired and then rehired out of that one time or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just that that just goes to show how stupid TNA is. Yeah. Um, guys, got any more matches? Not that I can. Like you said, like it, it's hard to come up with stuff. You know, I mean, we it is. It's pretty much all you been know, done. We and we were talking about some off the wall matches like the barroom brawl. There, um, we talked about the uh, electric chair match. I mean, the three. Do you remember the WCW actually brought in the uh, triple cage from Ready to Rumble? Oh yeah, yeah. That, and that that concept actually had been done before because I have um, I have a VHS tape that has I forgot what it was. Was it Capital Combat or something like that? Um, but it had the three level cage and you started at the top and fought your way down, you know, and it was like every, every two, three, four, five minutes or something like that, mm. the doors would open to each cage and you would systematically work your way down to the bottom where the ring was. Right. You know, but they had like extension ladders going up into the ceiling of the damn <laughs> arena right. they were in <laughs> that were that were taking them into the first cage which was basically just you know the tiniest thing you could possibly be put two people in right and those two were fighting it out but it was like road warriors um gorgeous jimmy garvin i remember was in it um god i can't remember there was like it was it was teams of 5 though Oh wow! Uh, it was teams of five. It was like full teams of five, and uh, the Road Warriors and and Jimmy Garvin were in one side. I remember. Um, I want to say Rick Steiner, Mike Rotunda, um, and Gary Hart was managing them at the time. I think. I think they were like uh, the Varsity Club hmm. um, faction or, or whatever. Um, oh, what? Um, Dungeon of Doom. Who Kevin, was Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan. Yes. Kevin Sullivan um, and two two <laughs> other people, the Yeti. <laughs> Anytime I mention Dungeon of Doom, it always reminds me of the when like they took Hogan in there for the first time. Yeah, and the acting he did on that was oh so horrible. He's like, God. there's no Hulkamaniacs here. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like there was like some there was like some water and it looked like it was steaming and he touched it and he's like, it's not hot. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> Once again. WCW. Oh That's my God. all we have to say. It's right. It turned everybody into movie actors or yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> like the wizard. Oh, God. <laughs> that wizard gimmick was so <laughs> stupid. I, you know, I got to admit, like, that was like one of the first pay-per-views I think I saw um, back when I was a kid, like live. We went over to a friend's house and watched that. And he pulled that. He turned that on. And was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is Oz, you know?" And oh my god, yeah, that's know? right, Oz. Yeah, it was Oz. Uh, yeah, it was like what? he was a wizard. Yeah, yeah. whatever. It was, it was so stupid. So, but yeah, so I like Vinny Vegas better. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Diesel was always my favorite character. I like I like Diesel. Diesel yeah, was, Diesel, Diesel was, was cool, awesome. but uh, Vinny Vegas with the with the accent was cool. 
Yeah, wasn't DDP yeah. like his manager or something? Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we also have a fan that wanted to call in uh, to give his um, Money in the Bank review, so hang on. We'll be right So uh, earlier this week, I put out a request to see if anyone may want to come on the show and help us review Money in the Bank. We had a taker. He is at October Magic on Twitter. October is spelled with a K. Bill, where are you calling from, bud? Oh, I'm calling from New Jersey, guys. New Jersey, man, we're all, all over right. the country. This is <laughs> awesome. We know, have right? a true listener. <laughs> yeah. New Jersey. I've been up there. Uh, I I converted all of your Dwayne Reeds into Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but well, no, we have. You just don't know it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too funny. And now, let me just say this: I'm very big fans of you guys and your podcast. But you guys come a long way from the first one, and you guys are doing a great job. Well, th- we we do thank you for that. And, really um, appreciate that. Now, before we get into Money in the Bank, did I hear you're going to a big ROH show this weekend? Mm. Yeah, we're going to the Best in the World uh, show tomorrow night in New York City. Sweet. Uh, that's the big ROH show with the two titles on the line. I'll be joining the guys from the Mat Men podcast, I believe, and we'll be there checking everything out. Um, you know, I was at the big show down in Philly when – with the ROH guys and the NJPW guys when they did their War of the Worlds tour. How was that? And it was absolutely beyond anything I could describe. Just the setting that it was in, the environment being in the old ECW arena, um, you know, it was just it was just amazing. And I would watch – I normally watch the NJPW stuff online, and my wife is there, and she doesn't quite know what to think of it. And then when we were there and these guys are coming out and they got such a huge pop, she didn't, she just told me, I never knew these guys are so popular. Yeah. It, it's really funny because like, uh, independent wrestling as a whole has, uh, it's actually seen a boom in the last few years in, in certain regions and, uh, New York and New Jersey and the Northeast like that. Um, those are regions I would have loved to have wrestled in, but, my my family and everything being down here just you know i'm a fam i found out more i'm more of a family man than i am a wrestler <laughs> so it kind of it kind of turned that way for me but you know i one one place i do uh regret not being uh able to wrestle was canada i would have loved to have wrestled in canada cuz i sure, think there's just so much respect for wrestling up in canada that it's insane awesome. Especially Toronto. I mean, if you've been watching the ROH shows this past couple of weeks coming from the Ted Reeves uh, Arena, you know, they, they love their wrestling, and they're really there to be respected for that. They really are. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I love about um, ROH getting that TV deal is um, down here, ROH, you can only watch everything on the Internet. Now I got my DVR set to record mm-hmm. it, oh, and yeah. I can really start dialing in because it's a – more of a wrestling company it's not sports entertainment we discussed that earlier and it's really exciting because down here in uh you know memphis used to be the heartbeat of wrestling and Mm. independent wrestling starting to get big down here again we've got a lot of great companies down here nwa mid-south memphis elite wrestling yeah Yeah. and Ring, ring of honor actually did a show here in nashville um i i think it was just recently i I don't remember a couple weeks ago it was a couple weeks ago yeah i think so and you've got Epstar Global Force Wrestling making this way through. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, they, they had their first show uh, right here in Jackson, probably an hour from here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I wish I could have gone to that, but it just didn't work out in the card for me. Yeah. But. So let's get to uh, Money in the Bank review. Um, Bill, I asked you uh, over Twitter, want three ups and three downs of what you thought about Money in the Bank. You got the mic. All right. Well, these are my three ups. For this pay-per-view and I thought it was an okay pay-per-view altogether but um, my first you know really high point for the pay-per-view has to be the Cena Kevin Owens match and I'm going to specify on the after match um, the match itself was spectacular uh, the innovative offense that you know Owens you know put on the, the the performance that Cena put on he's been teasing this since Wrestlemania little chinks in the armor um I just, you know, obviously they outdid their match from two weeks ago, if you can believe it. If you follow WWE, you knew Cena was getting his win back. That's how WWE does it. They've been doing this for a couple of years now. That was a given, and that's what pretty much everybody 
as far as the internet community was dreading, but they knew it was coming. But the way that everything ended, the way that the match ended, what Owens did, um, I put this out on Twitter. It was booked perfectly from beginning to end. Yes. Um, it kept him very strong. Cena got his win. You know, it, it, it was done the way it had to be done, and WWE really deserves, you know, a lot of praise for that particular match. The one thing I liked the most that we got out of Kevin Owens this past weekend was seeing him powerbomb Machine Gun Kelly. I, <laughs> that yeah. that was the best part of the those two days. Seeing it, it was blatant. You could see that. Um, you knew that thing was going to give him some good padding, but still, yeah. it was pretty satisfying seeing Machine Gun Kelly powerbomb. And then he no sells. Owens the next couple of days, like Owens is maybe the last person you want to tick off and no sell. Oh yeah, <laughs> because he will come find you. You're like, dude, you just got powerbombed. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's been he's been doing this for years, and to be able to show it like he to be, be able to be given the freedom to do what he does on the WWE uh, platform uh, just speaks volumes not only for what the, you know that they believe in him, but for you know what he can do. I agree. I agree. What's your next high point? Uh, my second high point for the night, I'm going to say, was the Bray Wyatt interference in the Money in the Bank match. The match itself was really good. Um, but again, the given was Roman Reigns was going to win. That Absolutely. was the given. That's, you know, that was the stand pat. Normally, lately, WWE has been keeping it safe in the pay-per-views except for the really big shows. Um, but when Wyatt interfered, you know, there was just wow. Now anything can happen in this match. Yeah, and that no, norm- nobody saw that. Get that sense in a WWE match, and the crowd. It you know, watching it on TV, it just sounded like the crowd really popped for that moment. Um, and that's why I gave that I gave that match such high marks because Roman Reigns didn't win. Sheamus won, and that nobody saw that coming. And I think, you know, I really would like to see WWE get back to the importance of winning and losing these things, matches, so on and so forth. Maybe they will at some point in time. Right now, I think that's a real big setback for them. But this match just gave you that, okay, anything can happen now. And that was that was incur- that was was very, very good. Yeah, it, That threw that unpredictability card in there. And then the next night on Raw, the one thing I didn't like was you had Sheamus take a loss. The guy just won yeah. money in the bank, and then he jobbed out. Well, I mean, you got to look at the way they treated Seth Rollins too, though. Well, yep. Rollins held on to that briefcase for almost a year solid mm-hmm. and was losing matches constantly. Yeah, but it, but it's Sheamus, though. I mean, so? I don't know. Well, I got it's the I rooster head. Is, I think he is. What are they going to do with Sheamus now? How are they going to? What are they going to do? Is he going to really take the ball and run with it? Is he going to be allowed to do that? Is he going to be in the authority? How are they going to play this with Sheamus? Because I think that's critical. Look at Wade Barrett and the King of the Ring. They basically killed that gimmick now. <laughs> yep. We said that yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you took the words right out of our mouth from here, from earlier, yeah. Um, oh, I had a good point. Go ahead. Keep going, Bill. I'll, I'll come back to it in a sec. Okay. And I'm going to say my third high point for the night was, I'm going to say the first, well, I'll say the entire match, but specifically the first half of the match for the title with Rollins. And with Dean Ambrose, you uh, it's go ahead. Th- that I'm glad you said that because it seems like a lot of people have been dumping on that match because it started so slow. But I no. like I like when they start slow and then move to the more violent stuff. I mean, I, not not everything has to be high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, rest, exactly. high spot, high spot, high spot. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I even remarked this on social media. You know, I love the storytelling. It was ring psychology, yeah. just like in the old days. I think that the first 10 minutes of that match was really something to behold, and it had everybody's attention. And that's how you do it. That's almost textbook. Yeah. You escalate. You got everybody's attention because that's when, you know, 10 minutes into the match, that's when you start pulling out a ladder or a chair and start going at somebody, you know. Uh, Right. And then when you've got everybody's attention, then somebody pulls a ladder out or, or a chair and they hit somebody with somebody like that. That actually means something, you know, after you've wrestled for 10 minutes. <laughs> and those guys took some hellacious only, bumps in that If match. only Ambrose sold it all the way through, because yeah. he couldn't make up his mind whether his leg was hurt or he was going to run or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> right. yeah. 
um, but after that abuse, I, I said it earlier, you know, and I actually had to agree with JBL. JBL basically said Ambrose is not <laughs> human. Well, that <laughs> that bump, what it is. That bump Rollins you know, took off the back body drop on the ladder. Oh, I, I, that oh. the one where it broke the ladder. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, I bet you that one had to hurt. Probably not as much as <clears throat> Kofi was hurting. Oh God. That night, but. So uh, what you got your three minus points? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got three positives. Let's go with the minus. Yeah, let's see now. what you didn't let's like because I'm the there's we, uh, you can find a lot. This has to be everybody's first minus point, if you will, or down point. How do you take the belt off New Day? How do you do it? Yeah, all right. They have so much momentum behind them. Uh, it, you know, I would have loved to see Kofi win. You know, the uh, the money in the bank because you can match. You, you saw their act with the tag team belts, how they were acting with that. Mm-hmm. Just backstage, their little, you know, their little vignettes backstage that were so subtle. I mean, I remember a couple of rounds ago, they're doing some interview page and they're in the background, way in the background, doing their thing. Brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how they would have carried on if they had the money in the bank? Oh. Now they have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. And they lose the next night. I, I don't, you know, when you've got somebody who you finally got over, you know, they've scuffled and scuffled and they finally got over doing this and they were really a hit in WWE and you take the belts and put them on the primetime players, that to me does not make any sense booking-wise whatsoever. Well, I think, uh, I, I, I don't think we've seen the last of them by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever. And I think... I think the match, the result of the match, actually played well into the story of the night because they were all hollering about how Kofi was injured and wasn't able to be there ringside with him. So, you know, I mean, I think it played well into the match for the night and everything. I'm not able to watch Raw like these other guys are. I don't have cable. I I choose to save money. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I didn't know that they lost the next night. That's Wow. Okay. Yeah, they were in a six man. There was a six man. There was a six man tag, yeah. and, and yeah, that should that should be their specialty. Players against the three of them, and they well, you know they got beat. So wow. All but, right. I mean, well. I hear what you're saying. They're going to be back, and it, you're right. It did play well into the night. It did play well the end result into what was happening that night. But even so, I, I just think, you know, WWE normally doesn't pay that much attention to detail. Yeah, that, I still think that was the big, you know. I can't believe I was, I was, I was saying, both, you know, before the end of the result, you know, the primetime players really have no business being in this match. But you know, it is what it is, and we'll have to see what happens. You know, I've I've liked where they've taken primetime players just in the past couple of weeks. Um, so uh, you know, sometimes you, I appreciate a good swerve. Like, uh, let's go back the, talking about swerves, like the Sheamus swerve was a good swerve but the execution yep. at the end of that match was horrible yeah we talked about that earlier we just didn't like that all he did was pull neville's hair to get him off the ladder but <laughs> it, it it good swerve no one we if you listen to our show where we predicted we were yeah. not good <laughs> at no, all i think we, we got two matches right that whole night. Oh, I, yeah. I think everybody was in that boat yeah mean, i listened to your show i listen to a lot of podcasts and you got i heard your show um, you know, talking about it amongst the community, uh, everyone, what everybody feared was the status quo, yeah. but we almost got the status quo and it was still rather entertaining. So I think that bodes well. Yeah. It was definitely an entertaining pay-per-view to say the yeah. least, you know, it kept you, it kept you engaged, you know, because you wanted to see what was going to happen. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got one more minus point or well, did we I all do, did we point. do all three? <laughs> <laughs> I've yep. lost count. <laughs> okay. Uh, my second lowest point, you know, that Divas match? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, we, we just saw it on Raw on Monday. Mm-hmm. All they did was make it longer. And, uh, you know, it, I, it is what it is. <laughs> I really feel bad for the NXT women when they come up to the main roster. Uh, having said that, you know, we're ready for some fresh blood in this. In this division, but if they can't come up with any more creativity than what we saw during the pay-per-view, the Divas division is in trouble. Um, yeah. Well, I think the way now that how they're kind of pushing Paige to be this rallier of the Divas division, someone's going to get called up. It's more than likely going to be Charlotte Flair. 
have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, Bill, if you could pick someone from NXT to call up and help out Paige in this angle, who would you pick? Well, quite honestly, I was expecting the four horsewomen to come up on the next night on, on Raw because I know you said you don't have, you know watch it, but she had a big rallying cry for the for the heel season. Yes, yes, yes. And we, you know, it would have made sense to have somebody come out and say, "Okay, I'm here. I'm gonna maybe even beat the both down and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm here. This is my time now.' Mm-hmm. But just to have it play out the way it did and nothing happened, what was the point? I'm just hoping it's building up to something bigger. It, I mean, it's I maybe it even something it, building up to, you know, all the yeah. way to SummerSlam. Like, they're going to draw it out and actually do something with the Divas division for a little while. I wonder if the NXT women, when they say, hey, we're talking about bringing up, like, please don't. Yeah. I'm perfectly <laughs> happy where I am right now because the NXT, they're nailing the women's division in NXT. See, I would love the four horse women to come up and really give a beat down like the Nexus would or the core would. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just really make their statement that, you know, be, beat on everybody and say, you know what? This is our show now. Just just like the guys would. I think that would be really fascinating. Yep. yep. Completely agree. Any more but low then you points? you have nobody in NXT. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's all right. Tough enough is there. Yep. Yeah. The one that which starts back next week. Hmm. Yep. And uh, I didn't. I haven't gotten to see the, uh, the you know, they did a cast, the casting special. I gotta go back and watch it. The network is such a cool tool. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bill, you got any more low points? I got one more. I said it was a high point of the night. It was also a low point of the night for me. Bray Wyatt, you know, interfered and messed with Roman Reigns because now Bray Wyatt is in it with Roman Reigns. And if you're a betting man, this is another feud Bray Wyatt is going to lose. Yeah. Yep. You know what are they doing with this character? Well, I like the promo that he cut Monday night with, um, you know, singing I'm a Little Teapot and showing that picture of Roman and her daughter. Yep. And that's Bray Wyatt is the king of creepy. He's surpassed any other creepy promo guy that there's ever been. There's nothing else like it, Bray Wyatt. Oh, I totally agree. But he's got to win. Yeah. That's, he's got to uh, win something. He's got to, you know, he's got to rebuild that cult. He's a cult leader without a cult. You've he, seen this all over the place. He's got to win without cheating without having some creepy kid singing with a voice distorter He's, i'd be happy if he won like that again just because that means he would win just, just <laughs> i want a clean win feud. yeah the last feud the only feud i remember him winning is the jericho feud and that was unceremonious at that now, you know i think he won the ambrose just, feud too yeah just 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 have him, put him in a position to succeed in some way shape or form stop feeding him all these guys and then have them both this shit on the face of fear and yeah, you keep losing everybody yeah eventually people are just going to stop fearing them yeah <laughs> yeah there's no reason to fear somebody if they're not winning <laughs> all right but, bill oh go but, ahead go ahead but overall overall i really think the show was was okay i gave it a six out of ten um obviously there were matches there that were filler matches and nothing more but I thought the match quality up and down was okay. You know, saved some spots. The three big matches of the night, I think, came through. Um, you know, I think it was one of the better efforts the WWE has put forth. Well, let's hope so. And we got a good break in between this one and the next pay-per-view for right now. Now, who knows? <laughs> they may add a new show tonight. Yeah, we but, don't know. Yeah, We haven't watched SmackDown There yet. could be one on right now, and we're going to have to <laughs> review it later. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Bill, we thank you for coming on. We thank you for listening. Um, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is October Magic. That's October with a K in the beginning, so it's like the month and magic. Um, you know, as as with you guys on Monday nights, we all tweet about Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's a good time. It's really, you know, the Batman guys have really grown this into something that there are a lot of people there regularly. Um, and we also, again, with the with you guys that over that oversell, and we thank you. I thank you for for participating in that. Um, you know, we do it during the pay per views, and we all have a good time doing that. It, um, you can also find me at Google Plus. I'm at Google Plus slash Phil Whitman. I'm not there as much as I am on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for calling in, and have a great night, bud. You too, guys. Keep up the good work, and thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, that was Bill. Great interview. Uh, very nice guy. 
And, uh, you know, it's cool to be able to talk to someone outside of the Mid-South. Yeah. Yeah. And we have fans, man. Oh, yeah. How, how <laughs> we cool have people is... that listen. We yeah. have... People listen to us. <laughs> they like us. They really like us. Well, we are going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, this is a very great episode. We'll be back next week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter again, at Oversell Podcast. At One Dangerous Dan. At Wolf Mike 23 When we haven't done this in a while, before we close out the show, let's do a Superstar of the Week. Mike, give me a Superstar of the Week. Uh, Seth Rollins. It has to be. Dean Ambrose. Brock Lesnar. Just for showing up and... Just for showing up on yeah. Raw. Well, it's not only that. Seth Rollins, and we're going to get another discussion here, Dan. Yeah, but <laughs> that's fine. Seth Rollins, the, the, he wouldn't make eye contact with Brock. That looked, that was awesome. Yeah. The way he just kind of just backed up and walked out of the ring was beautifully played. And he may come out of this, you know, that was kind of heelish. I mean, who's the heel and who's the face? Is Brock the face? Brock will be the face. I think he'll be the face. Wow. <clears throat> you don't see a double turn or something coming? If he if Brock lines himself it, with authority like he kind of did. We'll, we'll know for sure within, I'd say, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they do some sort of swerve where Brock joins the authority and then Rollins is face all of a sudden. And, but, and we get a nice five-week build for Battleground. Five weeks for Battleground build. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe then it should be clo- for, it should be uh, close to that for SummerSlam. Then yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, 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 people get a break. <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. You can also find us on Podcast Addict, on Stitcher Radio, on Twitter. We got a Facebook page. Thank you everyone for listening. We are out.